0: James, are you feeling energetic today? I totally am. You know why? Uh
1: oh! I had three cups of coffee this morning. How many do you usually have? Um, three. <laughs> mm. But let me ask you a question. I Wait, never. It's
0: my turn to ask the okay, question. Okay, but today. I'm, inter- I'm
1: interrupting already. Then you answer. Ask your question. This is a quick one. Just yes or
0: no. Yes. Is coffee good for you or bad for you? Yes. All right. Ask your question. Okay. I will say this about coffee. I've been uh, on a little bit of summer holiday with the family. And so we're staying in a place where I don't have my regular coffee. And I find that of all the things that are not routine, you know, when you stay in a different place for a while, different bed, different place, different light, different routine, different everything, the one thing that bothers me like physically, I, it's hard to get over is coffee. So I think what I need to do going forward is just, um, you know, routinize my coffee more and just find the right kit to travel with.
1: Okay. But you're saying it because coffee is like a stimulant for you. You use it to wake up and to start writing. What I'm curious about. Well,
0: I- and, and other, it's just like, it's the cue, everything about it. It's what starts the day. For me, there so, might so be meditation.
1: A, so it's a routine thing. Also. It's a routine thing. So like the taste, you drink what you're the hot liquid.
0: Yeah, every everything about it. And so when it's different, even if it's different only like five percent different, in the case where I'm staying now, it's like forty percent different. So I had this one kind of ruins the day. I had this one doctor on my podcast. That is a rich kid problem, isn't it? That's what I tell my kids. RKP. Yeah, because coffee is uh, for wealthy people. No, just like I'm complaining about the fact that – so I I take back everything I just said.
1: So so I had this doctor on my podcast who said one cup of coffee has more antioxidants than all the fruits and vegetables you'll eat today. And then the other person says, but coffee is so acidic you'll die from it.
0: So there is a fair amount of evidence. And actually, this isn't – coffee data aren't that hard to come by. Because it's not like you want to do a big randomized trial on people and withhold food or withhold water, but withholding coffee is um, doable, or there are populations that drink it and don't drink it. And the evidence that I've looked at, and again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a, a doctor, but— would I, you
1: play one on uh, bookstores?
0: Occasionally. But yeah, the evidence seems to be that coffee's pretty good.
1: Really? Yeah. And when is it bad?
0: Um, I think, like, almost anything that's pretty good for you if you uh, do it in gross excess. So
1: Voltaire drank something like 60 cups of coffee a day. How strong was it? I don't know.
0: Well, um...
1: I wasn't that. I
0: think if you drink, so this all began because you said you had three a day, which sounded extraordinary the way you phrased it, then it turns out to be perfectly ordinary. So basically you're having an ordinary day in terms of how energized you are. Yes, but we're, hoping, we're, we're podcasting early today, so I'm still feeling it. I was hoping you would say you weren't feeling very energized because my question of the day is what, is, what is the right amount of lazy to be? You know what?
1: That's a great question because everybody goes on this kind of self-help like, oh, you got to hustle every day. You got to work hard every day. You got to like, when everyone else is asleep, I'm still sending emails and coming up with ideas. I hate that stuff. Like I think actually it's pretty reasonable to be lazy as much as possible during the day. Not only because there's better things to do than work, but also because i think it inspires your creativity to have downtime. So if you're if you're enjoying life and doing the things you enjoy, your your brain is going to rejuvenate and you'll be more creative. So I, I think it's actually pretty important to carve out lazy amounts of time per day. You figure you have 24 hours a day. So 8 hours to sleep, 8 hours to do whatever it is for your work cuz you can't really do more than that, and then 8 hours at least to be lazy.
0: I do hear people say a lot lately contra what you just said. I mean, I what you just said, I also hear a lot of people say about how they want to maximize and hustle and grind. Right, right. Don't be a. Well, I don't hear people say that much, <laughs> but um, but um, I do hear people say You, know it, you, do, you
1: really don't hear <clears throat> people say
0: that? I'm sorry to interrupt. You really don't hear people say that? Just honestly, I know I cursed
1: on on radio here, podcast radio, podcastio. I, I guess I. But um, there's like famous books, like there's like blog posts, like don't be a. Da-da-da.
0: Yeah, I don't read those, I guess. <laughs> I, you and i travel you travel in more rarefied circles than i do i <laughs> right <laughs> I guess I'm good. around a lot of boring people but um i do hear people say all the time that laziness is the key to failure great i know the opposite to great ideas and 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 stuff like that but i, I don't think it's laziness i think it is uh strategically disengagement with all the junk and the noise that, that we do to feel like we're being productive even when we're not. You know but, what I'm but saying? But is
1: even that, like, semantically just an excuse? Because, like, like I've written 18 books, m- millions of words on blog posts. We both have two podcasts at least. You have three. We do lots of different things. And yet, I I probably spent most of yesterday doing nothing, like just being lazy.
0: And had how did what and what came out of it did you get a sense of contentment? did you get a sense of inspiration? Did you get a sense of frustration? Did you feel you should have been doing more?
1: No, I mean, I was really happy to just relax and I went to a comedy club, watched a friend perform
0: uh, I read a book that I'm really enjoying see, but I would argue that a lot of what you, a person like you, might consider, quote, lazy, is actually just doing a kind of different mode of your work. I watch Dexter. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you're a writer. You're a thinker. You're a talker. So anything and everything can become part of your work in that way. So really, reading a book, going to see a friend do comedy, watching a TV show, those are all, none of those are really that far outside the... the-
1: okay, so then what would be lazy for me? I'm going to take a minute to think
0: while Stephen reads this word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Are you thinking of applying to college or grad school, but you absolutely hate standardized tests? If you are in that situation, you should consider joining the one and a half million students who've chosen Magoosh to prep for their tests online whenever and wherever they want. Magoosh provides online test prep for a wide array of tests, including the SAT, the ACT, the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, TOEFL, and Praxis. Magoosh offers a better solution than the traditional test prep model, affordable and effective test prep that is 100% online. You can log in anytime, anywhere, on your computer, tablet, or phone to study when you want, where you want. If you get stuck on a problem or a concept. Magoosh offers friendly email help from their team of expert tutors. One satisfied user told Magoosh that she, quote, gained a sense of timing and learned when she needed to move on from a question. This software gave her confidence. Another said that Magouche is the only reason I haven't lost my sanity. Magoosh's complete test prep starts at under $100 and it'll be even lower after you hear our special discount. To top it all, Magouche guarantees you will improve your score or they will give you your money back. Join the one and a half million students who have chosen Magoosh. Go to com. That's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com right now. You'll get 20% off with the code word question at checkout. Thanks, Magoosh, for your support. Prep smart. Go far. Enjoy the ride. Here's what my mind thinks when I think about the question is like, Transportation, right? So there are a lot of different ways to get from point A to point B, especially now. Living in Manhattan is really interesting because you have a lot more ways, not a lot more ways, but a few more ways than you ever used to. A lot of places, a lot of times the distance between point A and point B in Manhattan is walkable. You can bike and now there are city bikes everywhere. So you can actually do that. You can take buses, you can take subways, you can take taxis, you can take your own car if you have a car skateboard rollerblade people do that and then now there are all these car for hire services and yet I find that almost whenever I can if the distance is under let's say 30 blocks which is about a mile and a half I'm always gonna choose to walk and even though this might sound kinda nuts because I'm making an argument for lazy, I do that kind of out of laziness. and that well, See, I, I, I take an Uber out of laziness, because <laughs> I don't want to walk the 30 blocks. See, but I, um, but here's the reason I like walking. To me, a walk is like, okay, maybe walking isn't lazy, but to me, a walk is a creating an environment for the mind to feel relaxed and on the border of lazy, and what I mean by that is If point B, where I'm going to is my office and I have some writing to do or interviewing someone, I know that an Uber is going to get me there in about, whatever, eight minutes. And walking 30 blocks is going to take me about 23, 24 minutes. So I'm wasting a lot of time. But what I'm doing is putting my mind in a place that feels relaxed and comfortable because in that 23 minutes, I might get one kind of good idea.
1: I I agree, except for the fact that it's interesting that what you call lazy, I called Work and what I call lazy, <laughs> you call work. So the definition right. of lazy Lazy's is weird. The, so so the what's what's actually lazy for you? So so lazy. I'm getting the sense lazy for you imply has some guilt associated with it. I think you're right. So so what is something that you, would, an activity you would do that you would actually feel guilty mm, about?
0: If I um, so watching TV, mm-hmm. that's something that I feel
1: like watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let's say is that, well, that lazy for you? Since I've
0: never done. <laughs> I've never, I've, I've probably seen snippets of those kind of shows for like thirty seconds when I was in someone's house or whatever. So to me, if I did that, I would feel like that was good anthropological research,
1: okay. frankly, because right.
0: because I think it would probably be fascinating. I'd probably pay attention. But
1: try Vanderpump Rules and let's see how you feel. <laughs> That's a spinoff on Real well, Housewives of Beverly well, Hills. Here's
0: the other thing that I think about lazy. I think that the way I see lazy, to me, it does connote guilt. But to me, lazy can be looked at sort of as a synonym for efficient, right? So like, I want to do something with the least wasted effort. It's like meetings, like I never want to be in a meeting. right? And that might seem that I'm lazy because I don't want to have to set the time and coordinate with people and all those emails and horrible outlook notices. But it's really just because, you know, I always say I'm lazy because I don't want to have a job or work on a project where I have to go to an office and so on. But that's all and that's all true. But it's because I like having arranged my life to do what I want to do. And as a result, I think I work harder than a lot of people who do have jobs. So in a way, that might seem lazy even to me, but it's a way of using my desire for laziness to actually be um, happy in my productivity.
1: Okay, so let's go deeper on this. What actually? How much is deeper can
0: we go? Th- I feel like you. I went there.
1: I'll tell you. What's actually lazy for you where you would feel disgusted with yourself for doing it?
0: Well, podcasting for sure. That's a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like what if you just sat around like on your porch drinking all day? Would that feel lazy? And you would feel disgusted with a I've never I
0: you know, I'm not I'm not what, I don't think I've ever like stayed in bed for more than about eight minutes after waking up, for instance. So like, yeah, if I were to just hang around in bed just like staring at the ceiling thinking. But I'm not saying that I'm not saying this is a a, a trait I'm proud of. I'm saying I uh, I have a hard time being disengaged in that particular way. But I know that for my mind, it's good to be. That's why I walk. And look, look, history is full of people who had ideas while walking. Because you know, back before there were all the entertainments we have now. I mean, that was you read the history of scientists and writers and creators of all kinds. Like walking is where they did their work. When you want, you got to get out of the lab and go for the walk. Right. So. You know, I'm I'm kind of a, a believer in that. Here's the other thing, though. I would also make the argument that laziness can be a strong incentive to innovate and create. I mean, think about the Industrial Revolution, right? Like, we created labor-saving devices because we were lazy. It's hard work doing all that stuff. So and I- and yet,
1: like, if you don't create these, la- if you don't, <laughs> if you're not in the business of creating labor-saving devices,
0: you're considered lazy. <laughs> and the irony is, I mean, for Well over 100 years now, the smart money, the smart eggheads have been saying that our creations of labor-saving devices are going to be so great and advantageous that we'll have all this free time to do what we want. And even though I think we're kind of on the border of there, most people don't seem to embrace that or want it even.
1: Yeah, people are really anxious and unhappy, and uh, they feel like their jobs are not satisfying because everything's getting automated. And, you know, as we create these lazy devices, you know, in, in terms of automation and stuff, the economy or, or or our perceptions of the economy suffer.
0: I think it will change a lot generationally because, I mean, look, you and I are relatively old. What? Y- okay, you, you're what? relatively old. No, but you and I are relatively old. and. We know from a lot of scientific research that people have a hard time changing even really small things, the foods they eat, the places they go, the music they listen to. Once you're like 25 to 35, that's where your habits kind of get fixed. So I do think that, here's a parallel. When I was, I mean, even today, when I, I have a much harder time spending a large amount, if I have to buy something that's expensive, it's a lot easier for me to do it on a credit card than with cash, because cash feels more real to me. And a credit card feels a little bit more illusory. But the research suggests that for younger people, let's say 25 and down now, where plastic has just been the way to grow up, it's exactly the opposite. That because credit is the standard mode of spending and because it leaves a trail that you and everyone, maybe your parents or spouse or whatever, can see, that that's the one that feels like it's tied to, you know, the real stuff. Whereas cash is more, you know, you can be frivolous with it. And so I think that's a a small but parallel example of how our attitudes toward being busy versus lazy, being productive versus being relaxed and enjoying, I think are going to change. And I do think that if we go forward, to where a population let's say the u.s population by the year 2100 is whatever 450 million people and let's say only you know 100 million people really need to work anything more than 20 hours a week i think that's an adjustment that people will get to quite easily it's just that the people now who have the biggest megaphones and the most leverage can't envision that happening and so they assume that no one else will be able to handle it either
1: it's interesting because when you say things like productive I always wonder towards what end like what what are we what are we working towards Death. as individuals or as a society yeah so okay so let's look at death for a second. So there's two ways uh, that people say view view life. You know, View your life as if you're going to die tomorrow. And then you could argue better to be lazy because I might as well enjoy the day doing what I want as opposed to going my job and clocking in or whatever. Or another way I like to view life is I like to view life as if I'm going to live forever. So any one day is not that important to me. Uh, in which case, I could either work on something that I enjoy doing, like this podcast, or I could be lazy and watch TV because tomorrow I could work on the podcast.
0: So here's what I say to that. Mm-hmm. If your two views are that you should live every day as if it's your last, but, and by the way,
1: I, view, I, I enjoy the second view. I, I view my life as if I'm going to live forever oh. because all the statistics, by the way, prove that I am going to live forever. I've been around 15,000 days or so, not one of those days did
0: I die. That's right. That's like you're stealing that from Nassim Taleb's thing about really? the turkey. Well, yeah, if you're a turkey, on Thanksgiving. It's it's his black swan. It's a day just like any other day. (laughs) Right. right? But um, if the two views of life are that you should live every day as if it's your last, and you're going to live forever, the one thing I can say about that is, on average, they're exactly right.
1: Yeah. Listen to a clip from the next question of the day in just a moment,
0: but first... Thanks to Magoosh for sponsoring today's episode. Magoosh's online test prep is the easiest way to prep for the GRE, the GMAT, LSAT, SAT, ACT, TOEFL, or Praxis. Magoosh offers top quality lesson videos and practice sessions at an affordable price. So go to Magoosh.com. That's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com. and get 20% off with the code word question at checkout. Questions about next episode's question?
1: Here's a hint. Here's a question I have. Does is anyone a good negotiator? So Donald could, Trump. It could be because he well, seems.
0: He says, to, he says he is. He seems and I to believe
1: well, everything he says. Like okay, forget my question. Like no one admits liking Donald Trump. Somebody must like him because he won the Republican nomination. Uh,
0: how did he? I don't think. How this did is he win? A, I don't think this is a hard question at all.